The Spite That Saved Me This piece has been torched more times than my arm hair when fire dancing, but I had to get it out because surely I can't be alone in this feeling of rejuvenating spite. This spite is not the usual vengeful force of fury destroying everything around, but one of hope. The hope I struggled to find for so long, but eventually found by embracing my least favorite trait. When I was seven years old, my teacher demanded my parents test me for ADHD, despite my near-perfect grades and attendance record. She said I was too sensitive, which is an accusation I've encountered all my life. I'm unsure what too sensitive actually means. Were the men who punched holes in the walls around me and flew off the handle at the slightest inconvenience too sensitive? No, they were, and still are, passionate, troubled, complex artists. Give me this treatment when I meet my maker. Anyway, I probably have some combo breaker of ADHD, PTSD, insert mental illness that is a normal reaction to traumatic bullshit here, etc. The brain's broken, according to science and polite society. As I grew older, living in a fantasy land to escape reality became an issue, and I became an angry person. I tried my best to not be angry. I wanted to be as far away from the anger I grew up around as possible. If I could figure out the formula to be all loving and see the silver lining and everything, maybe I could finally be fixed. Depression is seen as this great wall of hopelessness resulting from environment or brain chemistry. Perhaps it's always there to stay, or it can be fixed when things get better. But what if it doesn't get better? My late teens and early 20s were spent suppressing the embers of rage with varying degrees of success. My personal life was far from healthy, so I took to ranting about the dreadful state of the world. I'm still a bummer to be around often. But I ignored the root of my anger, my own personal dissatisfaction with the life I had chosen. As much as I've written on the traumatic things that have happened, I was always angrier with myself for having put me in those places than the others who made things so difficult. I tried so, so hard to change myself through books, meditation, yoga, drugs, sobriety, art, and relationships. I felt at odds with the anger instead of seeing it as an ally. When I changed my circumstance by getting a divorce, all the anger I'd felt for years burst through the surface. I'd had a hard time understanding why men couldn't contain their rage because I spent so much time suppressing mine, but when it finally arrived, I couldn't see anything through the white-hot veil. I alienated my friends and made other poor choices not knowing how to handle this new, potent rage. The rage would carry me across the country twice. After this rage calmed some, I found myself in the deepest despair of my life. The divorce was only the beginning of years of continued hell that overwhelmed me in ways I couldn't have imagined. Rage dissipated into hopelessness, and I was unable to see even a few days ahead of me, let alone escape to the future I used to be able to imagine. Every time I found myself a little bit ahead, something catastrophic would take away any sense of security I had found. It's not an exaggeration to say that within these years, every conceivable horror visited me in person and in my dreams. I was worn down, and just merely occasionally feeding and watering this vessel enough to keep it alive, I guess, not really sure for what. I wasn't sad. I felt nothing, which was scarier than any sadness. The snapping point came when, after months of not caring if I woke up the next day, my brother chose permanent sleep. His death fundamentally changed the lives of everyone around him, and the aftermath is too terrible to dive into. 
nothing compared to how difficult life became for those left behind. In the aftermath, we got angry. The rage that had been a distant memory and the fog of despair visited again, this time more clarifying than ever before. I had to keep moving forward by any means necessary, even if it meant with no plan for where I would land. I woke up every day no longer an observer in my passive life, but determined to survive the fog waiting in the background for me to give up again. It was all too much this time. The thing that had to give was the idea of giving up. I'm not the superstitious type, but it seemed like the universe was trying to break me. The statistically odd amount of awful events seemed like a cruel joke, so I had to find a way to laugh. Spite. I refused to let the grief kill me. If the universe, God, random chance, whatever, wanted me dead, it'd have to drag me kicking and hollering out of this realm. Of the fluctuating five stages of grief, anger was the one that reignited my will to live. I'd be goddamned if I was going to die from being crushed. I had to make my bones titanium. This is not to say I'm a rageaholic, for behind this spite is the deepest love motivating me to protect others. The spite gave me a purpose beyond existing day to day. I could advocate for those less fortunate. What little I had became that much more precious because of what was lost, and what mattered were the people who joined me for the ride. Some just as angry as me, but beautiful, so gloriously beautiful in their shared uncertainty. There was no way to stop systems that demand many suffer so that few can live, but I could do my part to ease the burden. I decided to love furiously, and that my existence was to spite the universe that crushed others with its cruel absurdity. Spite, at the abstract instead of the interpersonal, is the distinction here. I know that the suffering never ends for some, and I hate that this state is forced upon us, but I'd rather feel something than nothing again. We're grieving now as I write this in the middle of a pandemic that will cause unprecedented trauma for those who've yet to lose it all and take away what little those who've lost it all have managed to accumulate. It's hard not to lie down and take it, to give up and accept defeat, and we must rest as much as we possibly can. But in the fog of confusion and uncertainty, there's an opportunity in receiving an anger that is motivating. I can't tell you when, if, or how it will get better, I can only say, as it continues to get worse, finding what gives you hope, wherever you can, will carry you forward. It's okay to be angry that people's lives are being destroyed. You have permission to rage. I can't tell you where to find the spite that saved me for yourself, but I can reassure you that it can be constructive when directed by love for your fellow people, not submission to systems. Caring so much you want to tear it all down might be what too sensitive means, and in that case, I'll take it, because people lose their cool over much less. My spite turned into quenching every droplet of hope I could squeeze out of pain, longing, and solitude. It made me concede to the absurdity of the riddle of existence and counter with doubling down on my own absurdity. I found myself across the country again, pursuing pipe dreams I had abandoned long ago, because if nothing matters... Anything is possible. The hopelessness still visits. Some days it gets close to consuming. Maybe I'll fail again. Probably. But I remember the embers and greet their revival. When you are surrounded by a vortex of flames, you have no choice but to keep dancing. <laughs>